manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Welcome to Real Presence Live Duluth Edition. This is Father Richard Kunzlan with my co-host Cindy Jennings. We're coming to you from the beautiful Diocese of Duluth. Cindy, good morning. Good morning, Father. You're sick a little bit, I know, but before before we talk about your sickness, we have to do a little prayer, okay? So, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Heavenly Father, be with us this morning. We pray that you may inspire the guests, the one guest that we're going to have today, as well as those that are listening, that everything that we say and do during this show may lead others closer to Jesus Christ. Amen. And the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. We have not done this show since November. Last time oh, we did really? this, Cindy, it was ordinary time, and now it's ordinary time again. Wow. We skipped. <gasps> The whole like Advent and Christmas season doing the show. That's too long. That's a long time. It's it two, is. Yeah, it's, it's two long. months. But how have you been? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, you too. Still I that. was great till last night. Yeah, last night sick. I started coughing and um, I've taken everything and I'm still. And the worst. But we'll see. We'll see how. The worst thing is that right when you get sick is when you're the most like catchy. And so that's why I'm a little bit worried. I'm going to get this now. Well, you could have told me to stay home. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, I could have, but I, I, <laughs> no. need, I need you. Yes, Cindy. it's too last minute to try to find someone. And so we'll see how it goes. I'll stay way far away yeah, from yeah, you. Yeah, that's great. Okay, and I we'll appreciate that part. We'll do so, this. We'll oh, do yeah, it. yeah. So this is going to be an interesting show because, uh, um, uh, you know, I don't want to, like, I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but we have got a full hour of uh, call-in segments. Well, we have a lot to talk about, too, because we haven't been here for two months. So, I know, but you know, I feel like we're pretty good. But we have talked <laughs> to each other since November. Yeah, but I haven't heard about your trip. You went to oh, Rome. So there's a lot going on. Right. And right. a lot going on in the world. Yes, there's so, a lot there's going a lot on in the world about. and in the church. So um, uh, you can cue the music in regards to what's going on next. There it goes. <laughs> That is your cue. This is Straight Talk. We have Straight Talk for a full hour, folks. Now, I love, actually, Straight Talk is by far my favorite part of being a host on Real Presence Radio because I love it that the listeners have a chance to call in with any question they have. It could be anything that's going on in the world, anything going on in the church, and get it from a at least a priest's opinion church perspective. And so the number is 877 795 0122. I'm going to repeat that one more time, but slower. 877-795-0122 or via our Facebook page. You can go to our Facebook page. You can submit a question. You can even call in with that number I just gave and submit a question. You don't have to be on the air, but I always give a gold star of courage to the first person that actually calls and gets on the air. So let's see if you can be the first one. We have a full hour of straight talk. And you know what? There's so much going on in the world that we should have no problem filling a whole hour. It's just a matter of you, the listener, to call in with a question. Again, 877-795-0122. Cindy. Yes. How's it going? Do you have any questions? Do I have any questions? Yeah, but don't ask I have lots, but I'm going to see what other people kind of talk about. Yeah, yeah, And I'll save those for if, you know. If there's some downtime. Yeah. Yeah, I know that there's some, uh, I think there's some already percolating. So uh, I know it's early and we don't normally do the straight talk in the first segment, but we're going to do it early. Get your, you you got your coffee, you've had your coffee. 
have the courage to make a phone call. I know that we have some of our own parishioners and friends that are listening. Uh, I would actually challenge them to come up with a question because some of them are kind of, you know, a little timid about stuff they like this. Timid. Yep. I know someone that's not. They should probably that's 877-795-0122 is what we are looking for for people to call in or via our facebook page there is so much going on in the and in the church i mean we have we've actually been and i don't want to like pull this out but i mean we're we've kind of been in unprecedented times in some aspects with what's going on and so um uh uh so yeah, anyhow, the, again, 877-795-0122. I want to know, I want to see what diocese and what state the very first caller comes from. I'm going to root for Duluth. I'm just rooting for Duluth because that's my home. And I'd like to see if Wyoming does it. Because Wyoming, you know, is a little scant in regards to their f- calls. They've called, but uh, uh, they seem to be the most timid. The old cowboys and cowgirls in Wyoming seem yep. a little bit slow to... Of course, and it I don't is, think we've ever had Montana. And it is earlier in Montana and Wyoming, so they're probably oh. like just getting out of bed. 877-795-0122. We do have a question that's in the hopper. We just have to wait for it to turn green on well, this side of things. You know, we're getting more light now, which is amazing. And we finally got snow, which here in Duluth, Minnesota is it's a big deal. crazy. We haven't had snow we the haven't whole time. E- I don't think we've even gotten below zero yet. Unless, I, once. Unless, was there? It was one time, I, I think, in November. I, what? Yeah. We did in November? I know. Well, later this but week we are. But it's been thirties, forties. I was running in December. So I'm I think, a, outside. I am not a fan of snow. I mean, being a Duluth, Minnesota native and being born here and grow grew up here, that seems a little weird. But I do not like snow. And so you know the what? Longer- I don't either. But guess what? <clears throat> I did. We didn't have snow right by Christmas, and I thought this is so weird. It almost messed with my mood. So well, I that's think not we hard kinda to do. Need some that's snow. not, that's not very hard snow. to do. Mess with your mood. We're used to snow. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Like I said, there are some questions in the <laughs> hoppers, and we'll get to those very quickly. But in the meantime, that's the phone number we want you to call. We want we want to give the uh, gold star of courage to somebody in Wyoming. I'm picking Wyoming for some reason. So um, uh, you can do it via, via our Facebook page. You only get the gold star of courage if you're actually on the air. So you can submit a question, but you actually have to uh, be on the air to get that gold star. And you can brag about it for the rest of the day that you got the gold star of courage on Real Presence Radio. All it takes is getting a phone call in at 877-795-0122. I'm kind of chomping at the bit actually to talk about stuff because... There's so much going on, as I've said like 10 times already. Unleash him, people. Unleash him. Yeah, unleash me. I like being unleashed. He's ready. Yep. How was yeah, the weather in Rome? Is that good? Rome was perfect weather-wise. It rained one day for, you know, we're, during our walking time, maybe in 45 minutes to an hour. The rest of the, the weather was like high of 59, 60 degrees. Perfect for lengthy walking okay. in Rome, as you know, as yep. you as you walked in Rome for a long time yourself. Yeah, in six days, we were just shy of 80 miles. So that's, that's like three marathons of walking in six days of my touring Rome. That's why I, I always that. tell people, that's my walking tour. If you want to go on a tour with Father Rich, it's a walking tour. It's great. It's, it's yeah. not a, and you get breaks, so it's not like it's just constant. Right. Yeah, you get breaks and... And honestly, <clears throat> the, you do a three o'clock break. I don't need the three o'clock break. I like just powering through. Well, more walks, more steps. Well, you're unique in that <laughs> regard. I remember you taking breaks. There's questions there, but <clears throat> you just haven't turned green yet. So we'll we'll wait. And that's a little bit of that's a, those of you that are listening. That's how you make sausage. That's now you're hearing how we make sausage here on the inside of the radio. 
we have to wait for color coding. And by the way, you sound like you already have a cold starting, so don't blame it on me if you get <laughs> I do not have a cold starting. <laughs> I don't know. You're clearing the <laughs> For those of you that don't like to make phone calls, you can always go on Facebook, you know. We do have a Facebook page, and people do submit questions that way. Did you do anything different on this trip to no, Rome no. that you didn't? Okay. No. Everything that I did, you did on the tour that you went on. Okay. Travel was good? Everything went smooth. That, in fact, scary smooth. It's like... Wow. Every flight was just right on time. There was nothing that was a problem with the flights and the airports. Everything. It's like, I almost felt like there's another shoe that's going to drop because that doesn't happen very often. Almost always you have some sort of a problem with the flying, especially with international flights these days. So, uh, yeah. So, anyhow... No, everything went perfectly smooth. Good group. Yes, it was a good group. It was basically the group that we brought, that I brought to Rome this time, was the group that was in essence being the chair of the Vatican Unveil that we had back in the uh, August of 2022. Mm-hmm. They were the uh, the committee that ran the Vatican Unveil that we had here in Duluth. And so they wanted to get together and go to Rome and experience Rome firsthand, and they got to. All right, we do have a green question, finally. So uh, we have Karen calling from Bismarck. Is Karen on the line? She's offline. Karen, thank you for the question. You do not get the gold guard, uh, um, uh, star of courage, but it's still a question, so I'm going to take it. During one of the homilies that she heard recently, the oh, okay, during one of the homilies that Karen heard recently, the priest mentioned that there is a St. John the Baptist in every generation. Who would you say is our current St. John the Baptist? So, of course, I wasn't at the homily, Karen, so I don't know exactly where the priest was going with that, but I suspect that... In the context of St. John the Baptist's role in the Gospels, somebody who's clearly pointing out Christ among us. And so I would say, you know, there's a lot of St. John the Baptist in every generation. The first com- person that comes to my mind, of course, is John Paul II. And so, uh, but you could also speak to Mother Teresa. And there's even John the Baptist today. You could be a John the Baptist. You know, I mean, how how do you relate to people that don't have any type of connection to Christ? You know, I mean, are you one that points them out and says, hey, this, this is an important thing? And uh, so, I mean, I don't know, again, I don't know the context of what the priest was saying, but John the Baptist was the prophet that connected the Old Testament to the New Testament, pointing directly to um, uh, to Jesus, as all prophets do, but John the Baptist was the, the first among them. So anybody, anybody pointing to Christ in a world that is in desperate need, I would say be, would be a John the Baptist. That's I the best would say I can do, my John the Baptist <clears throat> of today yes. is Father Mike. Father Mike Schmitz? Yeah, because oh. he's doing a lot of stuff. Everything's kind of reaching worldwide for him. Right, right. And he brings well, a lot of people into the church every year. He has a, he has a great platform to yeah. be able to do that. All right, so we have another one. We have uh, Marie from Grand Forks wonders how we can offer the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ to the Father during the Divine Mercy Novena when we are merely lowly humans. Hmm. That's a good question. That's a good question. I, 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 I almost feel like Maria. I have to mm. read that question again. Let you me read that question again. That right? uh, how can we offer the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ? Okay, so so here's the deal. So, I mean, again, I, I maybe I'd want to ask for clarification. But so I do a morning offering every day, and it's a morning offering that was written a long time ago. And in one of the lines in the morning offering of my first prayer of the day, is that I offer up all the sacrifices of the mass to the best of you know to. Basically, even though we're lowly humans, like we're we're offering the sacrifice of the mass up to God, you know. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I mean, you you can do it in your prayer and offer it as an intention that yes, uh, you know, I, everything in the Eucharist anyhow is already an offering to God. But if you're intentional about it and saying that every aspect of your life during this morning, whether it, or during this day, 
even if you go to daily mass that you're offering up that uh, um, a prayer that you prayed during the mass and that others prayed during the mass up to God and to his greater glory. And so uh, we are a priestly people. And so, uh, you know, you know, I mean, it's not the same as, as what a priest would do or as Jesus Christ would do, but uh, we are the body of Christ. And so I would say that in your prayer, if you're intentionally saying, God, I offer up everything I do today up to you, especially if you're a weekday mass goer, I'd say that that would be one way of doing it. But uh, so far, a couple good questions. Grand Forks, I can't remember where the first one came from, Karen. But uh, anyhow, that's great. Keep them coming, 877-795-0122. That's 877-795-0122. I am still waiting to award the gold medal of courage or the gold star of courage. You, you don't get this at any other Real Presence radio um hosts except for me and i haven't done this for two months and so we want somebody out there to actually win this medal and you know i might actually produce i might actually produce cindy stickers with that with that little you know gold star of courage and then have them sent out oh that would be a lot of fun and do you think people would wear them with pride I don't think so. Well, but I mean, if if you actually nobody had the know guts, what it is. If yeah, but if if it said something like, "I'm the gold star of courage recipient from Real Presence Radio," the little lion on. I don't know. We can figure something out. That'd be cute. But yeah, you know what? I don't. Do think it. I, I, I want to see you do it. I don't have to That'd worry about it because nobody's calling in, so you have to call in. So we've had some great calls, Marie and Karen, but you got to call in. All right, we have another question here. All right, Diocese of Crookston. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Crookston. With all the students returning from the recent Sikh conference, how do they remain connected to the feelings of living on the mountain when they return to the valley? It's a great Ooh, question. Yeah. To their normal lives of living in a culture that is often does not embrace God. How do we help these students remain close to Christ and not have an experience that this is just another retreat? Excellent question, Diocese of Crookston. So, you know, I'm, I'm always, this is actually kind of a, a little bit of a, um, uh, not, uh, I don't want to put it in the negative form. It's kind of like one of my crusades in some ways. And I've actually talked to Father Mike, Father Mike Schmitz. is a friend of mine. I was his vocation director. I don't know if you know that. But so um, uh, I've actually talked to him about this in the past. Like, how how do we have these experience, like the Seek Retreat or the Seek Conference and, and any type of retreat that is super high charged? How do we make sure that that doesn't stay on the level of just the emotions? You know, because humans are not just emotions. We're much deeper than our emotion. And I think that in the past, and maybe even sure even today, that sometimes these experiences that we give youth, not only youth, but even anybody, an experience of a retreat or a conference, which is supercharged and super well done, that, that we do it in a way that is deeper than just the emotions. And so, yeah, I mean, when we're talking to people that have experienced something like the Seek, you know, we should be talking to us like, so how are you going to take this fire and, and protect it so it doesn't go away? And so you can't, you can't sustain the feelings of seek all the time because feelings, feelings always go away. And so, you know, I mean, how do you enter back into your parish life where nobody else had that experience but you? And how do you keep that fervor going? And so it's, it's going to be a little different for everybody. I would, you know, I would encourage like especially like youth ministers or DREs, Director of Religious Education, people that went to seek or went to these retreats, to be, be really in tune with that themselves. Like, okay, how are we going to keep this fire going for these kids? How are we going to keep this fire going for these young people? And, you know, the emotions will go away. There's no doubt about it. But 
I go back to the focal point of everything. Any anybody that follows anybody that's been in my parish, in not you know for not a very long period of time, know where what what I push the most, and that's daily mass, the daily reception of the Eucharist. If you can have your life after leaving Seek or any retreat centered around daily mass, one possible you can't always do that. Obviously, if you're a kid, you're going to school. But you know, certainly, you know, cities the size of Duluth have uh, afternoons and evening masses. If you have the op- opportunity to do daily mass on a more regular basis, then you're going to get deeply rooted, even deeper than emotion. And we have to get deeper than emotion. So, to me, you know, whatever the Seek conference or whatever retreat you go on, you know, hopefully they kind of prescribe a way to continue the fervor, and that you follow that, and then beyond that make as much an advantage of the eucharist and the sacraments in general and 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 know that and saint john of the cross speaks to this a lot it's like if you don't if the good feelings go away keep keep doing it you know because it's like you know john of the cross will say you know the really good feelings if you don't have those really good feelings during prayer that's okay because sometimes people do the prayer just to get the good feelings and the good feelings isn't god god is beyond that and so good feelings and, you know, uh, fulfillment and fervor in prayer is super, super important, but it's not the end-all and be-all. We have to be more deeply rooted in, uh, in, our, in our relationship to Christ, especially in the sacraments. So that was a good question from Crookston, from the Diocese of Crookston. I think the whole Diocese of Crookston came up with that question. Wow. Because that's what it that's says. Good one. Yeah. Diocese of Crookston. That's great. That's so, a very good question. You it always is. wonder, you know, how do you keep <clears> it? must have been Bishop Cousins. keep the fire I bet your Bishop Cousins called that in. Because he's Crookson. All right, eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. I am yet to award the gold star of courage. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. I know I've got parishioners listening. I know I do. I know I do. So I would like to hear one of those parishioners actually make a phone call. That'd be great. That'd be so good. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. And you know who you are. Because I'm thinking of you right now. Call in a question, and you can get my. And I, I will produce the gold star of um, courage. Stickers. Yeah. <laughs> Would you help me with that, Cindy? Sure. All right. Okay. Listen, people. There are so many crazy things going on in the world. Ask a question. Come on. There, there's questions that I want to ask myself, but I'm not going to. <laughs> you might end up. I might end up, but I'm not going to because this is not the call in Father Rich questioning. We have a whole hour too, so it's so exciting. It's I want to hear people's it's, questions. Oh, oh, we have a question. Do we or can we pray for the intercession of our guardian angel the same way we pray for the intercession of saints? Yes, absolutely. Yep, yep. Saints and angels are two different beings, of course, but they are both with God and they both pray to God. And so we can ask them for intercession. In fact, you should. You know, so I just got done, uh, as we were talking earlier, it came back from Rome. Every, and I should do this with every, you know, car drive I take. But every time I'm on a plane, before we take off, before we land, I pray to my guardian angel. Every time. I've been doing that since the first time I've ever flown. I'm very conscious of praying to my guardian angel for that physical protection and for the not just me, but everybody on the plane during the landing and the takeoff. And so absolutely, that's the whole point of our guardian angels to there to protect us not only from physical harm, but also spiritual harm. And so absolutely pray to your guardian angel, pray to the saints. Uh, they don't become oblivious to us uh, or, or ambivalent to us just because they're in heaven. The, the guardian angel is given to us for that very purpose. So absolutely. Good question. I don't know who asked that question. My kids' angels are working overtime, so I'm giving thanks to them. I think every ki- I think every kid's <laughs> angel works overtime. Okay, we have another one. <clears throat> All right. 
I am stand back, Cindy. You're I'm sorry. Sick. I'm so used right. to. I'm 68 years old and a cradle Catholic. I go to daily mass, good for you, regularly, and love the sacraments. Is this past year? In this past year, I have been struggling with my examination of conscience previous to confession. I cannot read enough or think deep enough to really identify my sins. Obviously, my biggest sin and most apparent sin is thinking I have not sinned, which seems to be getting old when I confess it over and over again. What advice do you have for me? All right, very good 68-year-old cradle Catholic. One of the things that people do in the confessional on a regular basis, and I'm actually seeing it more and more, especially with, especially people that bring in their tablets and their phones, is that that think about, you know, we think of the examination of conscience like right before going to Mass, <clears throat> but we should do a daily examination of conscience. And, you know, I mean, if you're thinking about, okay, I'm going to go to the sacrament here, you know, in the next week or something like that or whatever, start thinking about it now. <laughs> and so, so, and then when you do think about it, write it down, even on a tablet. I can't tell you how many people, youth especially, come into the confessional with their tablet or something on their phone. They just jot it down so that they can remember. So, it's very common to to uh, to forget, you know, especially if you've done an examination of conscience the day before. It's easy to forget no matter what age you are. So if you write it down, 68-year-old cradle Catholic, uh, and bring it in the confessional, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. That answers your question. Still waiting for the gold star of courage phone call. That's 877-795-0122. Or we're getting, we're getting a lot of questions. Or read St. John of the Cross. It makes you examine your coffee you have every morning. I your mean, coffee? Make, I mean, it makes you examine everything you do. Like, well, what do you do in moderation? What do you... Yeah, it's John of the Cross. Yeah. Yeah, John so of the Cross. So I think that would be good. I can talk too. a lot about John of the Cross. I like that guy. Okay, we got another one. So we got a lot of good questions coming in. We just don't have anybody on the air. All right. To whom should I... Right. To green? whom should I pray to, uh, to? God the Father, God the Son, or God the Holy Spirit? The answer, I think, is all three. But can you explain? Well, it depends on what you're praying for. So... Um, uh, again, I just go back to my own experience. Is that um, when I am about to give, especially a weekday homily, although I'm not as conscious of it as I used to be. So before, so my my Sunday homilies, it's like you know I, I'm well prepared, at least I think I am. But for my weekday homilies, I'm not that well prepared. I'm just kind of like praying with the readings. So I would always, and I, I gotta, maybe I got to start doing this again. I'd always pray to the Holy Spirit before I give the homily. It's like okay, Holy Spirit, help me out with this. And so you know, I mean. The, the the um uh, the persons of the Trinity yes pray all of them at once but you can identify certain aspects of the Trinity and their role in regards to what you know they do and uh, and then pray to them like like inspiration that's the Holy Spirit right pray for inspiration of the Holy Spirit but uh, yeah that's my recommendation so yeah but pray to all of them so but they have different roles so you know pray to Jesus on the altar in the Eucharist. Pray Never to God even the thought Father, about it. Source of all life. But I do that too. Like I think I do the Holy Spirit here and there. Like I do do it differently. I never thought you about it. You do do it. it? Well, sometimes never. I call on the Holy Spirit. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. That's eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. This is a call in segment, so you can call in. And there's lots of controversy out there in the world, and so it's like there's a lot of juicy stuff that people could be asking. And so it's like I just I don't know why. I don't know. Certainly, if I was listening to the show, I would be calling the show and asking the most juicy stuff. Just I think our first because. caller is going to be a boy or a girl. It's going to be either a boy or a girl. Very good. Yes, because there's only two uh, genders. 877-795-0122. That's the phone number. Or you can do it via Facebook. But if you do it Facebook, then you're not going to get the gold star of courage. All right, here's another question. Local question for Father Rich. The rumor is that Father Anthony Craig may have mentioned 
that he and Father Rich are interested in starting a St. Vincent de Paul chapter. Can Father Rich mention this and share their possible vision? That is interesting. I wonder who would have came up with that question and not ask me. Anyhow, okay, so um, yes, maybe Father Anthony's listening. So so in the Diocese of Duluth, Bishop Felton has really um, focused on what we call missionary fields. So to get away from the parochial model of just your parish and you're responsible for this parish, but to look at it more of a geographic area and say what parishes work together and are responsible for each other in this geographic area in a broader sense. And so uh, that's kind of like the background to the question. So um, Father Anthony, who's the uh, fellow pastor in this missionary field that I am in, uh, has brought up to me the idea of starting a St. Vincent de Paul chapter in our mission uh, field. And uh, this is being driven by Father Anthony because he's got so much time on his hands. And I work so hard that I can't even think of stuff like this. <laughs> but Father Anthony takes several days off a week. And so he thinks of things that will cause more work for himself and myself. And so, uh, so yes, we're, we're looking at the possibility of St. Vincent de Paul Center or chapter and what that entails. And basically the whole point of it is to help those that are more in need not only in our missionary field, but in our in our general area. I don't think we really have a St. Vincent de Paul. Oh, I think we, I don't know if we do in Duluth or not. But anyhow, in the Diocese Superior, I know that they do. And so uh, definitely anything that goes to charity and helping those that are more in need is something that we as a church have to do. It's not a peripheral thing. It's an obligation for the church to help those that are in need. And so uh, stay tuned. So since Father Anthony's got all the time in the world on his hands, he's going to be doing the heavy lifting on this one, and I'll just be confabbing with him. But a good question, and it came from Duluth, but it did not get an actual gold star. Ooh, do you know who sent it? I'm, I have I'm, an idea. I'm, I'm half thinking it's Father Anthony. That's what I was thinking. Because the thing is, that his, that's all he do, does is sit and listen to the radio and watch TV all day long. Because the guy doesn't have. I mean, you know, the fly on the wall is not calling in. No, just, is that what? And the fly on the wall isn't calling all again. Exactly. All right, eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. So I've said this number. I've actually kept count. So that is the that is the nineteenth time I've said this number on the air, and we've not had a call. We need a call. Oh, come on. So I'm gonna I, come on, Father Anthony. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. That's twentieth time. I'm gonna see how many times I have to say that number before I actually get a phone call. Questions are great. I love these questions. They're coming in. They're coming in at a quick pace. But it takes a little bit of courage to actually get on the air. I know. We I don't like know talking. why. We're people. We're people persons. Yeah. Person people. Why? Yeah. I am. People I don't people. Know. Yeah, exactly. All right. So we do have we do have some questions in the hopper again. Uh, you can do it via Facebook. You know, Facebook is a way that a lot of people, young people out there, like to uh, throw out the, uh, the questions. I'm not even on Facebook, so I wouldn't even know how to do that. Well, we got to get you up with the times. Yeah, I think you, isn't Facebook for old, isn't Facebook for older people these days? That's <laughs> yes. what I always heard. Yeah. My kid signed up for it, and I thought, hmm, this is suspicious. Why are you on? Yeah. You know, I was on. He he created an account because he wants to get his friends' pictures from when they were younger, and oh. like blackmail them. What? Yeah. Well, you're he raising really. Good, you. you're, you're raising little. I know. Good, I uh, said that's so awful. He's like, there. I love getting the other. The kids like younger pictures and making fun of them. He's so, you know, Lenny. Oh yeah, he needs help. Yeah, that kid that needs kid. that kid needs a long confession. Ooh, yeah. All right, Tw- 20, 20 times I've said this number. It Ooh. took twenty. Twenty do, was the magic number. So do we? Who's on the line here? Do we have somebody? <laughs> Father Anthony. <laughs> yeah. 
No, I don't hear anybody yet. Is there anybody on the line here? Well, all right, the guy dropped. Oh, they, they're telling us behind the scenes that somebody called and then they hung up because they got so nervous. 877-795-0122. And that's why I say it takes courage. It takes courage to actually get on the to get on the phone. And, and nobody knows who you are. But to get on the phone and ask a question when you've got millions, like and I'm talking about millions of people listening. Millions. Yeah, it takes guts to do that. So that's why I got the gold star of courage. But the, the questions are coming in. The questions have been great. I'm still waiting for the big juicy one. I'm waiting for it. But I it might not too. happen. It might not happen. I know. Which is fine. We've got time. We don't We've got time. We don't need to, we don't need juicy. Maybe that person called just to mess with you because that's kind of funny too. Yeah, and it probably was Father Anthony. You got all excited. <laughs> then there's no call. Yeah. Oh, I hear something. Yeah, I hear something in the ears. background. But eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. That's eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two to make that phone call and to be the first one on the air and to like get all sorts of praise and adulation from the hosts. Anyhow, so um, why don't we take a break? Because we're at about the halfway point of uh, the real uh, presence straight talk. And so we'll take, um, so you don't have to listen to me say this number another five times before the break. Let's take a short, brief break, and we'll be back with some, several questions coming in. Or not. Or I not. Think we're getting, we might have a caller. I think, I, I'm, I think that's what's going on. I don't think Aaron was listening to me. This well, is, let's talk this, about something. This is what you call live. T- this is what you call live radio. <laughs> so eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. I know. I'm number. holding out. I'm not going to ask the question. And there's lots of questions I'm that waiting. are waiting, but none of them turned green yet. And so it's like we're just sitting here looking at the question, but they're not even green. So. What was your favorite part of your trip? Um, I'll tell you after the break. You always do the music. No, no, no. I don't think Aaron was listening in. Um, my favorite part of the break. Well, oh, I got something for my collection, my people oh, artifacts you collection. You did? I did. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I something really, really, really cool. It's not on my website yet, but I got a miter that was owned by Pope John Paul II. <gasps> One of his miters. You know? The no way. Point. Yes, I did. And how did you well, score I've been, that? I've been working on that for. A, almost a year and oh so i've been goodness. working with this guy for almost a year it was like a multi-pronged type of you know deal that we were working through and it's a significant item i don't own any miters of any popes and to have the miter of my favorite pope john paul ii is super super cool it will be on papalartifacts.com eventually but it's not there yet so yeah i came home with a miter oh gosh. of john paul wow. ii yeah, so it's super cool i know that they wanted to borrow your Swiss Guard uniform. Yes. The Vatican. Cool. Yes. It's not cool. My question for that the is The Vatican this. wanted to use some of my stuff Are for their exhibits. It? No, that was back in 2006. You're oh. way behind the time. Oh, wow. Their, that was for their 500th anniversary. I was just wondering because I know they wanted that uniform back. So if they took well, it, was they it, it was my uniform. So we, we actually back. signed it. We actually had all the papers lined up and the agreement made. And the big part of the agreement is that I get it back. Oh, good. Because they wanted it back, didn't they? They At said it time? was theirs. They yeah. said it was theirs. But it's like, no, it's not yours. Possession nine-tenths of the law. And uh, I didn't get it by stealing it. You know, I mean, I got it through regular means. But they have a policy that was established in the 1970s, the Swiss Guard, that any Swiss Guard that was in the uh, Guard for more than five years gets to keep the uniform, but eventually has to go back to the Guards. But this uniform is from 1914, oh. so it predated their own set rule. So, yeah, I've got a... I've got a I got a Swiss Guard uniform that the Swiss Guard don't even have. 
because the Swiss Guard changed their uniform with every papacy up until 1914. It changed. They adapted it a little bit. And so I have one from the papacy of Pius X, and they do not. Would you ever give it back? It's mine. So they Why would I give it co- back to some? It's mine. As a collector, you like your collection complete. I don't know. Just it's ask mine. it. I know. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Okay, yeah. So um, uh, we tried to take a break. I don't know if Aaron heard that, but um, we will we will skip the break. In the meantime, we do have questions coming in, and there's some people are trying to get online, but we're having some issues. I think they're. It goes back to the yeah, whole the phone call courage thing. It goes to the whole courage thing. We want people that have courage to ask questions. But anyhow, <laughs> enough of that. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. And so, Cindy, um, uh, I am never going to put that miter on. Ever? No. People ask me, are you going to wear it? Are you going to try it on? It's like, number one, that would be stupid. Number two, he's a saint. And we find, I'm going to save myself from this stupid conversation by having a question. I want to know more about this. From Anonymous and Fargo. Okay. Are there prayers or saints that we can use when we're doing our best to fight chronic sins? Yes, there is. Thank you, Anonymous and Fargo. So I like to, yeah, there's certain, just like we have certain saints that are patron saints, uh, for certain things that are known for whatever reason, for a whole host of reasons, why you pray to that saint for that specific thing, like coming up with like the whole sore, sore throat things and St. Blaise. Next week, we have a feast day of St. Anthony Abbott. Often, I will refer to him to people that are um, penitents or people are struggling with like you know temptations of the flesh to pray to St. Anthony. St. Anthony is often referred to as a white martyr. He wasn't killed for the faith, but he, has, he underwent such great temptations of the flesh but he withstood the temptations. And so I tell people, it's like, he knows the temptations of that type of sin, of that sin in particular. He knows that kind of uh, temptation. So pray to St. Anthony Abbott to help you with that temptation. So it can be any sin, or any sin that you, if you're, let's say you're a kleptomaniac, I don't know what saint that would be, but, but you know, um, uh, if there's a type of sin that you are really struggling with, and let's just say that there's a saint you can I really identify with, it's not like you only pray to that one particular saint, but if you've got a connection because of the story of the saint, pray to that one very fervently for their prayers too. Because all they're doing is praying for your same intention. So yeah, so it's like, look at the patron saints and what the patron saints are all about. But St. Anthony Abbott is the one I always turn to when it comes to like the typical temptations of the flesh. Because he, he struggled with that one mightily himself. All right, 877-795-0122. Fargo, that was a very good question, anonymously. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. We are looking for a phone call. We have a full hour here. Okay, we got Julie from Sydney, Montana. I thought that was in Australia. <gasps> Montana. It's Montana. This is our right. first Montana. Is it? It is. Do, 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 do. I don't. All right, but we don't she's have, not I don't have a Okay, what but. is the difference between the Mormon baptism and the Catholic baptism, and why is it not valid? Okay, well, Julie from Sydney, Montana, thank you very much. That is a great question. So they, uh, the Mormons do not believe in the divinity of God the Son. They do not believe that God the Son is co-eternal with God the Father and God the Holy Spirit. So they don't even really believe in the Trinity. Although if you were to ask a Mormon, they would try and twist it in some way, because I've done this. I've, I've talked with several Mormons. It's like, oh, yeah, we do. It's like, no, no, you don't. And so they don't have the Trinitarian form. Because they don't believe in the Trinity like we do. And so you, you to have a valid baptism, which is going to get us to our last segment, so I don't want to talk too much about this, but to have a valid baptism, it has to be Trinitarian form. And Mormons don't do that. So they have to be 
They have to be baptized. If somebody's coming through the church through the RCIA process, if they're Mormon, they have to get baptized because whatever they had before, it was not a valid baptism because it was not Trinitarian. Very good question, Julie. 877-795-0122. That is the 29th time I said that? No. Okay, so supposedly... he's our first okay, caller. Yeah, well, he says he's his first caller. So Stan supposedly was calling, but the but the call got dropped. And so we're just going to say he called, but not really. So here it is, the question. Stan of the Diocese of Duluth, go Stan, Duluth, go all the way. Why do we have... Why do... Why do we not have consistency from parish to parish and diocese to diocese when it comes to the sign of peace and reception of the Eucharist? All right, so Stan, good question. So I guess, all right, okay, okay. So I'm asked in the, somebody asked me to give gold, gold star to Stan. Stan, yes, yes. all right, because you're from Duluth. That's the only reason why I'm giving you the gold star. No, because he was technically <clears throat> the first caller. He just can't call. All right, all right. okay, okay, okay. Not so to, to go back to the question. So each, good question. So each um, uh, parish and each diocese, so the parish has their pastor, which is like the pastor of the parish, and each diocese has their pastor, which is the bishop. And so the parish pastor and the bishop pastor have it, it to, it's their ability to decide how they're going to do certain things to a degree because they're the pastor. And so the church gives them a certain amount of authority within their um, uh, uh um, what's the word? I can't think of the word, but within their parish that they're responsible for. And so I have the ability as pastor to say, you know what? We're not going to do the sign of peace right now because the flu is going around or because COVID was going around. And that's totally good and it's totally fine because the sign of peace is not an integral part of the Eucharist. So there are certain things that can be done away with based on the pastoral considerations of either the bishop or the pastor. Same thing is in regards to the Eucharist. And so I know of some pastors that really strongly encourage, they can't make people, but strongly encourage people just to receive on the tongue. And so then those parishes have a lot of people receive on the tongue because the pastor is encouraging that. And the next parish might say, well, that's, I'm not encouraging that. I just want you to receive, you know, and so, uh, or like receive from the cup. You know, I mean, some say I'm not going to receive from the cup. We're in the flu season. People are uncomfortable with that and a whole host of different reasons. So it's within the purview of the pastor of a parish and a bishop, and a bishop can obviously over, supersede the pastor by saying, well, we want this to happen. Uh, but the pastor generally has the right to do certain things like the things you mentioned in the context of his parish. And so it's because, you know, as pastors, we have our goal. Our role is to get you to heaven. That's our job. That my, jo- my job is to get my people to heaven. I, I'm working hard with Cindy here. But, yes, uh, overtime. Yes, overtime. But, and so then we, we have a prudential judgment as to what, in a certain context, will help towards that end. But Stan, you apparently get the gold star of courage on a technicality because you kept calling in, but something happened with the phone. But uh, you, you got it. So there's a silver star. So we got the gold still star. Sil- yep. There's still, still some, out still there. some hope. Well, let me ask you this because we're going to yes. go back to this because this is what I've been talking about. Um, so usually we kind of shut down the whole shaking of hands around this time for the flu season. Yes. It really is uncomfortable that we do it because, like, half my family is shaking hands, and I'm like, no, you're not supposed to be shaking. But I they get say, these I awkward s- positions where they're shaking. No, I'm just saying there's so much sickness going around. I'd rather just, and this is the worst part, really, is you shake hands, then you go up for the Eucharist. So I'm using the hand to shake, you know, right. it's like. Unless you received I on mean, the I mean, you're talking about, right. Is that what I need to do? 
No, but you can also you can also do the hand sanitizer thing. But I you know, so it's I like, should bring some. <clears throat> what what I have is uh, like so let's say pre-COVID, I'd have people come to me say, "Father, can we really like not do the shaking of the hands? It's a little uncomfortable." And so if I get a handful of people saying that's like you know, I'll bring that into consideration. You know, so we don't do it for weekday mass. We don't do the the sign of peace for weekday. So it's it's yeah. one of those things that are completely optional. So we do have a question, but that's good conversation. Yeah. Patrick from North Dakota, somewhere in North Dakota. Patrick is new to the Catholic faith and is looking for some advice to learn more about the faith. He feels he doesn't know as much as he should and where can you direct him to know more? Okay, so well, Patrick, thanks for the question. We're obviously, we are in the information age. We have to be careful about where the information comes from, obviously. My um, uh, my kind of my, my go-to that I always tell people, if you're a reader, if you're a reader, there's tons of good books out there, but you have to be careful about what's good and what's not good. So I generally say as a go-to, Ignatius Press. Ignatius Press is excellent. There's other ones like Ascension Press, but Ignatius has probably the most broad range of titles. And you can bet that every book that Ignatius publishes is great. Uh, going back to one of my brother priests that we've already brought up here, Father Mike Schmitz. I know on if you're a YouTube person, if you're a technology person, I am not. I think that he's got these little, doesn't he have these little videos about any topic under the sun, you yes. know, about the Catholic faith. And so I don't know how many he's done, but I, the few that I've seen, I've thought have been very, very good. And they're very succinct in regards to a particular topic. And so uh, Patrick, we, we live in the information age. There's lots of stuff that we can find. Uh, information, you just have to be uh, cautious and aware that you're choosing a right and proper source. So I would certainly say Ignatius Press is excellent. I would not rely on Wikipedia, but uh, I would rely on certain things like Ascension Press and things like that. There's other good ones out there, but those are the ones that, that come to mind. We should we should have no we we are living in a time where there's no shortage of information in regards to so the Catholic. Easy. Catholic Answers is also excellent. All right, okay, here's another one. Mary calling from the Diocese of Superior, all right, right across the lake. Uh, she would like to hear an apology for Cardinal Fernandez and the salacious material that is all over the news today. What can we expect? Okay, all right, Mary. Ooh. This was one of the juicy ones I was, ex- I was expecting. So, yeah, so I mean, I'm not going to speak much to it because it's just breaking right now. I mean, it's like really just breaking right now. So Cardinal Fernandez, who is the who's the um, uh, head of the Congregation of the Doctrine of the Faith, or whatever we used to call it. And basically, he's the main theologian for the authority of the church. And, and so um, uh, as, a younger, as a younger priest, he wrote many books, several books. And uh, he got into, you know, I mean, a little controversy, I think, last year sometime about one book about kissing or something like that and how to do it, I, I, I don't know, for teens as, a, as Catholics. But then apparently he wrote a book that... Some are calling it actually pornographic, and 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 he didn't. So it got printed once, just very very uh, very um, a small amount of printing, and then he went back to the print house and said, "Don't print anymore." And so even back then, he said, "Okay, there's something not right here." So just this morning, I'm glad you asked this uh, this question. Just this morning, I I read a very brief article about it, and uh, and there's they were Cardinal Fernand, they were giving clips of this book. Things that this guy wrote. This, he's now like the head, the main theologian of the Catholic Church, and uh, and I would say yes, pornographic. <laughs> the the stuff that was written, the stuff that the clips that I read right from his book would be, I would call nothing less than pornographic. The stuff that was written, and he said himself, just I guess yesterday or the day before yesterday, that he wouldn't write it today. Well, duh. <laughs> so you know we have to we have to give a little bit of a leeway in regards to you know people in their youth doing stupid things even young priests and even old priests but young priests are more apt to do stupid things and so there's a human side of it and so um we take him at his word that he wouldn't do that today and he did what he could at the time to try and 
cut off the uh, the printing of it, but it shouldn't have been ever written. So yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate. I'm going to let him decide about um, asking for an apology or not, or say he's sorry or not. But um, yeah, we're we're in troubling times, and uh, that's one small matter. It's a small matter. I don't know. I don't know all the details of it. But was he? Does he advise the Pope? So would he have advised the Pope about the, the blessing of the? Yes, absolutely. Not only advise, he was probably the principal author of it, and so he's the he's the main. He's the main theologian. This is what Cardinal Ratzinger had as for Pope John Paul II as the main theologian, the, oh, okay. the prefect of the Congregation of the Doctrine of the Faith is what they used to call it. And so the main theologian that the church refers to, you know, and looks for guidance in the church. But the thing is that just because he wrote something really dumb back 30 years ago doesn't mean that that's what he's t- teaching now. You know? Right, so but like, isn't he still misguiding or no? Because isn't, well, isn't he advising the Pope right now? Yeah, he had, well, he's, I mean, it, it, I don't know if advising is the right word. It might be the right word, but he, everybody that works in the church, um, uh, like especially in Rome and the Curia is, is helping the Pope, you know, um, uh, shepherd the church, the universal church. And so this okay. question is specifically about something that he wrote 30 some years ago, okay. you know. Okay. All right, so we have another question here. Patrick from Bismarck. During the sign of peace, is the peace we are wishing for our neighbor the same peace Jesus had knowing that his suffering during the Passion was not in vain? Hmm, Patrick, that's a good mm, question. That's deep. I, I think that I would, I, I don't know if I'm going to answer this exactly the way you want me to, but, but you know, I mean, the type of peace that I think of at the sign of peace is when Jesus says, if you have some, uh, if you have something against your brother, and you come to the altar, leave your gift at the altar and make peace with your brother. I think that's the line of peace that we're really kind of going with in regards to the sign of peace in the church. So you don't, you can't wish somebody, you can wish somebody peace, but you, you can't give them peace that only God can give. But if you are trying to make a symbolic gesture that you are at peace with your neighbor, like not in conflict with them, you're doing what Jesus said when he said, leave your gift at the altar, go and make peace with your neighbor, and then come back and offer your gift. And so uh, that's the way I would frame it. That's the way I would look at the sign of peace. So, you know, I mean, again, I tell people, if you're if you're fighting with your spouse or if you're fighting with one of your siblings, don't offer them the sign of peace during Mass. You know, number one, you should settle it beforehand because praying alongside of somebody that you're like really, really ticked off at at the moment kind of defeats the point you know and so it's like but if you like i always think to myself when i was growing up i was always fighting with my brother i should never have offered him the sign of peace at church because it was it was a hollow gesture because it didn't cause peace you know and so it's like so don't don't make the gesture hollow you want to have peace and but if you're like in really at odds with somebody that's sitting in the pew with you you know kind of work it out and don't don't make the gesture weak or or less than what it is all right we have another question G.D.J. in Bemidji, say that 10 times fast, Mm -hmm. there are three persons mentioned in Psalm 110, the Lord, the Master, and the Scepter of Power. Are they all referring to the same person, and how can they be interpreted? Okay, D.J., Mm, I would kind of have to look at the, I'd have to look at the context, and I do not have my Bible in front of me. So I do not have Psalm 110 in front of me. And so Cindy's taking out her smartphone, but I'm not going to read <laughs> Psalm 110 while I'm on the okay, air. Okay, okay. But uh, the Lord, the Master, it doesn't necessarily mean the same thing. I don't know the context, but uh, I don't think it would necessarily mean the same thing. In the Old Testament, the Lord was very commonly meant as God. Not always, but often. 
and master, not necessarily, but sometimes. And so there's different titles. Uh, and scepter of power isn't necessarily a person, although it might be. So, DJ, I don't have Psalm 110 in front of me. And so different titles for different people in the Old or New Testament can mean different things without my looking at the context. And even if I look at the context, it doesn't mean I'm going to have the answer. So there you go. That was a big, long, non-answer for DJ in Bemidji. 877-795-0122. We are waiting for our first real true caller. I mean, I gave Stan from Duluth the gold star of courage. But we have not heard another voice no, and aren't you kind of worried? We do have a um, call-in guest coming up. I wonder if they're going to be able to call in. Do we have? Oh, yeah. I mean, if somebody's actually trying some to problems, call in. Yeah. yeah if, we, if, we, if we actually do have somebody Ooh. trying to call in. Yeah. Well, anyhow. 877-795-0122. For those of you that actually have the, you know, you know say, okay, I think I can call. I, the courage to call in. That's the number. And that is the uh, 31st time I said that number. Why am I ca- 31? counting? Thirty-one. I don't know why I'm counting. I, I don't know why. <laughs> but I was thinking. So I was counting. You're like, into so, numbers today. You wanted a countdown from thirty. I did. So, but the the thing is, like, like I always think to myself after the show, how I wonder how many times I said that number, and that was only for the half hour segment. This is a full hour segment. Well, at least you're doing it enough. They don't have to tell you because I remember one show they were like, "You need to say the number." Say the number. Oh, yeah. So because if there's a good question that can like keep snowballing to different things I'm thinking about and talking about, then sometimes the number gets away from me and I forget to. They need to make it easier. <clears throat> and then sometimes they say, "Well, you have to read it slower." Yeah. It's like it's... okay, because yeah, you say it really fast, so then I go like really, really slow just to make. Well, fun. there's a there's a question coming in. So we do. That's good, it's right? already here. We got Michael from Fargo. He says, speaking of psalms, Father, do you have a particular favorite psalm? Asking Cindy as well. Cindy, do you have a favorite psalm? Psalm 91. What's Psalm 91 say? Psalm 91 is like um, praying for protection. Um, So just like acknowledging like God is my shelter, my refuge, my Lord, my God. And you're putting all your trust in him for protection that... Yeah. Can I can I like can I test can I can I like double check to make sure you're oh, being gosh. accurate? Sure, well, I no, guess I'm maybe. Not right now. I don't know. <laughs> so, Michael, I'm going to say something funny, and I might be wrong on this. So, when I was in the seminary, I remember one time, the 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 teacher said, "Okay, we're going to start class with a psalm." So, do, who wants to, who wants to pick the psalm? We're going to start the class with the psalm, and and I raised my hand. And I said, "Psalm 118," because it's like super long. It's like take forever to read that thing. I think it's Psalm 118. So that's what I said. So it would have taken like 20 minutes. But oh my goodness! They didn't do. They didn't read Psalm 118. You were just trying uh, to mess with them. Mine's for real. When you're praying about the the airplane, I'm praying as Psalm 91. All right. Well, do you have do you have Psalm 91 memorized? I don't have it all memorized, so I just have a good portion to just be able to okay. just go up because it's a long one and it's. We have a we have about <sighs> eight or nine minutes for somebody to actually make a phone call call like a call 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 eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. We gave Stan the gold star because of a technicality. But, oh, uh, we have a caller. It's me. <laughs> no, it's not true. I do have a question. It's the question that nobody's answered or asked. I, it's the question about the Pope. Oh. Well, it looks like we got ones coming in right now. Oh, you're not interested. Sh- sh- it's no. okay. It's okay. Well, no, I think Sherry from Vargo is about to ask the Are question. you serious? That's what I, I think. Ooh. And uh, like... Like clockwork, it's going to be towards the end of the <laughs> call-in segment, so I can't talk about well, it. Well, that's a long why I brought time. it up. We have a good ten minutes to chat. No, not not quite ten minutes. But I'm, but I'm going to I am going to let Sherry's question come out. So, uh, oh, we need that's to go with the technically. Okay. Anyhow. Okay. So eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two thirty two. And we do have uh, Sherry from Fargo coming. 
but we're waiting for it to turn green and here it is all right i might cause a little controversy here all right how does father intend to give blessings to same-sex couples father doesn't <laughs> intend to give blessings to same-sex couples and so um uh, no i mean that's you know, I mean, it's not going to happen. So, are people standing <clears throat> up to this? I mean, are they finding? Yeah, that? I mean, again, it gets to the bigger, you know, question about the whole document that that has come out and has caused. We're, I mean, I cannot believe it's taken fifty minutes to get to this topic, but I know it has in other. I know that it has in other call-in times, and so, uh, you know, the uh, fiducia supplicants or whatever I can't pronounce the name of the document that the Pope put out in regards to the blessings of irregular people in irregular like um situations and so it automatically goes to the whole gay thing but it can go to a whole bunch of different things and so uh the the whole thing of of blessings and so we when i say we're in unprecedented times what i mean by that is that never i am not aware ever i am not aware it could be out there but i am not aware ever in which there was a papal vatican document that came out that had so many bishops conferences throughout the world and bishops individually but also in their uh, national conferences completely reject the document you can say in some ways well maybe humani vitae back in 1968 but not it wasn't this way it wasn't this way where there's there's actually you know bishops conferences that are prohibiting this to be carried out which was a um, a, a document put out by the holy see and so i from my standpoint i'm i'm thinking was okay to be continued. Let's see what let's let's see what happens. And this whole thing with Cardinal Fernand, uh, uh, Fernandez and this book that just came out, lighting uh, another controversy, only adds fuel to the fire right now. And so, to answer uh, Sherry's question in Fargo, I'm not going to do it. It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. There's I I cannot violate my conscience, and so uh, that's all I'm going to say. So is this I, uh, the first time that's like been a call to bless sin? Yeah, or blessing it, it, sin, basically. basically, basically, yeah. Because I mean, the 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 document, you know, uh, basically, you know, talks about uh, the person has nothing. Re- says to all without requiring anything. Blessings can be offered quote to all without requ- requiring ev- anything. Well, you know, one of the spiritual works of mercy is to admonish the sin, <laughs> to admonish the sinner. Right. You know, so it's like the document is contradictory to the church's teaching, and so. Uh, um, you know, I mean, if you say that you're giving a blessing uh, to quote to all without requiring anything, that can be all sorts of things. What if you what if you have a um, uh, a couple comes up and they're in a known abusive language? What if, what if you have a, a abusive uh, relationship? What if you have a what if you have a incestual relationship, or if you have a guy that is like actively uh, in a relationship that is under with somebody that's underage? And we're supposed to say, yeah, we will give them a blessing because it says literally in the document, it says to offer it to all without requiring anything. It's that's like a floodgate. There's there, there. We got serious issues. And so that's why I say stay tuned <laughs> to we continue because this is all starting to come out. And it's 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 ugly when that when the church first put this out, it basically said we're not going to offer any more guidance. This is it. Uh, no more guidance. But just a few days later, they gave a five page you know, explanation of guidance. And so you can't have this much of a of a pushback without the church responding in some way. So it's we're just at the beginning stages of this, and I'm hoping it gets clarified because uh, there's lots of problems. And 
quite frankly, I'm surprised that it took 50 minutes to get that question because it's because so it's such a about. it's such a huge issue right now. But anyhow, yeah. we are we are uh, about five minutes and. I don't think we're, I think we, I think Stan really does get that gold star because we're having problems with the phone. Um, So Cindy, do you have any other questions that you had for me? Um, We have like five minutes. No, I mean, they can't reverse what the Pope did and there's no way to shut the gate back. Is there? Could you walk it back somehow? Do you think? Could it be corrected? Well, number one, we're in unprecedented times. (laughs) You know, I mean, this is, this is, as far as I know, it's unprecedented. And so can he walk it back? Pope's got full authority. Yes, he can walk it back and he can make say he can, you know, I mean, you know, priests make prudential mistakes. <laughs> Bishops make prudential mistakes. There's nothing that says that the Pope doesn't make decisions and prudential mistakes. And so he's human, right? This was not a this was not a, um, a ex cathedra statement of dogmatic nature. And so uh, it would be it would be a humbling thing for the Pope to do, but it would certainly be something that should be done, from my humble opinion. Uh, that it should be done because the, the 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 rift. This is the same pope that you know got rid of the you know the extraordinary form of the of the Eucharist because he said it was causing too much division within the church, and now he does this, and the division has never been more great and in the, the church. Ten Commandments. So, but anyhow, so it's like so it's like <laughs> the whole idea of uh, you know he 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 ruse the idea that there's divisions within the church, but in in a single in a swipe he has caused. The greatest division I've seen probably in my lifetime. Well, and I'm shocked that it could. I know that we're all sinners, but I, for as much as you go through to get to that point where you're making the statement out loud, I would think there'd be so much going on that they would prevent you from saying something that would be. Well, it's funny. That I mean, back in that. back in the olden days, back in the old days, you know, some popes, you know, got a little senile, and so their handlers just kind of kept. I'm not saying Pope Francis is there, but you're right. To your point, it's like maybe the people around him should have said, "Well, maybe this shouldn't have happened." But the problem is that the people around him. That he's surrounded himself, or people are probably really promoting this thing. So part of me thinks like, well, did this really originate from him, or did it get encouraged by somebody else? So I don't think that there's that that um, uh, protection of uh, people around him that prevent him from doing something like this, because I think they added flame to the fire. I heard something, and I don't know if it's true. It was like a blip, so you can tell me. Was the statue of Saint Peter yeah, struck, struck by lightning on the same day that Pope's it was his birthday? Yeah, on the Pope's birthday. That's right. On the Pope's that really birthday. happened. Yeah, that really happened. I don't know where that was, but here's another thing, just to get to the point of this document, just to give a, the inconsistency because we're coming up to a hard break here. Is that that you know in the Vatican it, at St. Peter's Basilica it, it, in the Vatican, and everybody has seen this. Everybody that's listening, you, you see where you get a document that the Pope gives a blessing to you if you had your 25th anniversary as a priest or your 50th anniversary as a wedding. There's a whole there's a whole office in the Vatican that actually does papal blessing, and you get a document, really nice document. Well, the Vatican has been inundated by same-sex couples to get a papal blessing, but none of them granted. Ooh. They're not allowing it. So you already see the inconsistency there. So it's like, if if why why wouldn't they grant it? You know, and so it's like you, the, there's an inconsistency already happening within the actual context of Saint Peter's <sighs> and what their practices of giving wow. papal blessings. That's interesting. That is wow. interesting. I did not know that. Yes. And so. Yeah, so this has been, uh, I love the questions. There have been a lot of great questions. And uh, we got through that hour of all questions. And I think mm-hmm. I'm getting sick now because of Cindy, or is ah, only because I'm no. talking so much. No. And so the official uh, tally is, let me see, 20, 33 times that I said that phone number. I'm going to say it in my sleep tonight. It's oh, my favorite number. It's your favorite number. We will come. Actually, have an interview, a great interview after this quick break. <laughs> 